0: Hey everybody, it's Christine Burke here, Forensic Genetic Genealogist, and welcome to the 20th episode of Unknown Humans Remain. I can't believe it. Um, First of all, my apologies, because I try to get at least one of these cases out per week, but I'm telling you, I am working on, and I laugh when I say this word, a humdinger. (laughs) Uh, I think of my grandmother uh working with the police, and this one is uh the the most difficult one so far and I cannot share everything right now um but man, it is the most interesting and uh very challenging very 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 challenging um so I've been spending a lot of hours on that because i you know well you should know. Um, listening to me at all, I find this all very, very, very critical. So my apologies. I'm doing the best I can to get these out. I try to get one every week. So my apologies. So let's get into today's episode. We are on um, number 18, uh, case number 18, UP1343 in NamUs. And this occurred in Florida on June 1st. The body was found uh, in Florida on June 1st. 1973. And I have to give a shout out to one of our listeners who was questioning me about why I was working all the old cases, why I was calling attention to such old cases. And I wasn't sure if this person was saying that it would make a difference or not make a difference. And Um, We actually had a really good conversation back and forth about the power of genetic genealogy, that if we have something to work with, some bones or material, DNA material, it doesn't matter how old they are. We'll find them. We'll figure out who it is. We'll identify them. And that is what's so powerful. And because not, not putting one case above another, certainly not, but these poor old cases from so long ago... Really deserve, I mean, they all deserve the attention, but these ones from way back uh, really deserve the attention. And that's why I'm focusing on those. So I hope you don't mind. I hope you understand. Uh, So let's get started. Let's talk about this case. Okay, we're taking a look at the NAMIS record. And for those of you that are listening, uh, please, you know, uh, let me let you know that you can go on uh, Rumble. YouTube. Uh, you can join our Facebook community. I think I've been posting them on Twitter too, on, on my Twitter account, uh, to actually see the video of this. Um, sometimes it doesn't translate so well. <laughs> I can talk pretty fast if you haven't noticed. Um, And sometimes you just, you know, want to come and do this. So I always recommend... Um, you know, if one of these cases piques your interest to come into the Facebook community uh and and see what you can do about one of these cases. So so anyhow, uh we're in the, the uh we're in the database taking a look at this case, and it looks like it was submitted by the Office of the Medical Examiner, and the body was found on June 1st, 1973 in Oakaloosa County, Florida. The estimated age range 17 to 23 years old. Uh, we have the Emmys case number, and this appears to be a white, Caucasian male, adult, pre-30, with the estimated age range of 17 to 23, and they estimate the year of birth between zero and 1973. And it says the estimated um, interval between the the death and the body was found, uh, it has zero days. So... That's kinda interesting. The height is estimated at 5'11", the weight 130 pounds. Again, this is all estimated. And the body was found, as I mentioned, June 1st, 1973. The NAMUs case was created April 7th, 2008. This is a wonderful database. Uh, as you guys know, I complain that our numbers keep rising and rising and rising, uh, which is a horrible thing but on a good note, it means that we are getting, uh, we're getting more money into this database. So more of these folks are, these cases are getting the recognition that they need, All right? And the location is Florida, again, Okaloosa County, and it says the circumstances of recovery, a smoker, circumcised male, sleeping in sleeping bag at rest stop, all parts recovered, recognizable face okay so you guys probably think I'm going to do a little pause before we go to the photos Uh, so maybe somebody was um, it doesn't say exactly where we will have to look at where Okaloosa County comes from for those of you that uh, know or don't know I am from Florida so I'm immediately thinking Uh, The Turnpike, uh, because that's usually where they have the rest stops. And uh, maybe somebody was a hitchhiker or whatever. We don't know. Okay. It says uh, blonde strawberry hair, blonde shoulder length hair. No facial hair, eye color or anything. Um, It says that there's a scar or a mark. It says there's a plate for both upper central incisors. Now, I'm not a dentist, so I'm not sure what that means by plate. So I'm thinking that's, uh, what do they call that, a bridge or something? For the upper central incisors. I think the incisors are canine teeth. Let me pause. Let me see if we can get some information on these teeth. Okay, so I'm over here on Google, and I think I'm, I'm wrong. What does it say? It says upper and central incisors, so they might be the front teeth. It says the upper central incisors are wide, so there's probably the front teeth, and the most prominent teeth in the human mouth. The lower central incisors are narrow and smaller. Functions of the central incisor incisors include supporting the shape and appearance of the lips. Who knew? Um, What do central in the front part of your jaws? Hmm. Who knew about teeth? Central incisors can be found in the front part of your jaws. The top row of central incisors are shaped like shovels and are the most prominent feature of your smile. Okay, their main function is help chew food. Okie dokie. I'm just going to see if there's any. Yeah, they are the big front guys. (laughs) The big front teeth. Um, and And the pointed one maybe it kind of looks like, but I'm seeing a bunch of uh, the two big front teeth. Okay, so what does that make you think about? Uh, This is a young person, so that's kind of strange, but something must have happened. Did he get kicked in the teeth? Uh, Hockey, I'm thinking, boxing, right? Why, what would happen to the teeth? What would happen to the two front teeth, okay? Then it says, uh, tattoo, right mid-arm has horizontally oriented scroll with indistinct letters, A, M, and then there's a few dots, I can't tell. I can't tell whether those are placeholders or how many letters. At left mid-forearm, posteriorly, posteriorly, initials TK, right thumb web has a five-pointed star. On left thumb web a bluish round spot interesting okay and then it says clothing and accessories a sleeping bag near the body I'm going to pause for a minute uh, and let me take a look and see if we've got uh, let's see clothing and accessories no let me pause and see what we've got in the images Okay, so this is this is interesting. It says that um, for you that are looking, when I went there, it looked like there was an image. It shows, of course, the medical examiner's seal. And it says facial case ID uploaded May 12th, 2023, and I could not get it to download. So that is good news. So it means that they are definitely working on this case. I don't know if they have an anthropologist or uh, how they're doing this. Uh, maybe they were lucky enough to take advantage of some of the new technology where, um, I can't think of the word, uh, they can use the, the genome to, um, there's a website that can do it and there's some companies that can do it to uh, give you a prototype of what the face would look like. So that's So that's good. So maybe this gentleman has some good things working for him. Um, okay so smoker sleeping in a sleeping bag at a rest stop the two front teeth man that's crazy right and it well it says it says recognizable face so maybe they're just maybe they just decided to put the image up there um, and they're holding it back I don't know very interesting all right so let's go um, to the map And of course we get these coordinates, these GPS coordinates. I'm waiting for the map to load. It doesn't seem to be, oh, here we go. Okay, it's in the middle of what looks like a field. Uh, So I'm not seeing, yes, that's very strange. I am not seeing a rest stop in the middle of In the middle of the field now this field this looks to be around um, I'm starting to see the names Destin Fort Walton Beach uh, near Duke field uh, it says AFS Alabama tank range gunnery I don't know where the rest stop would be here Uh, so maybe we're looking at maybe we're looking at I-10 here running through the panhandle of Florida but it's right chalk in the middle of in the middle of the woods or the swamp. I I definitely don't see a rest area here. So that would be interesting. So we can't take this location exactly for gospel. Okay. Um looks like northwest of Niceville, north of Fort Walton Beach. Uh south of the I ten. Uh in it what looks like maybe some army let me look on the satellite. Tank yeah, Alabama tank gunnery. Maybe we're right on the um yeah. Looks like a lot of military property, so I'm not sure yeah i'm not sure that this pin is in the right place a lot of times we see them just dropped um in the middle of the the county or whatever so not much not much help here but we do have some good information on the teeth here uh and some of the scars marks and tattoos and they do have um some good facial information and because it was um I never know how to say this because the body was located close to the time of death. They should have some really good tissue tissue samples that we could use for genetic genealogy or whatever they're doing on here. Okay, so you guys are saying, all right, what can we do now? How can we help uh, with this poor gentleman and all these other poor people First of all, I just want to thank you for taking your time to listen and for being a part of supporting this mission for me to get these unknown humans identified. You can like, hit the like button and subscribe, and you can come and join us in our Facebook community at unknown humans Remain. You can donate. We have a Give, Send, Go campaign uh, at Unknown Humans, and you can spread the word and share the links on this. And we also have a new initiative. I did a video specifically on it, but I am, I took the huge step, (laughs) crazy, call me crazy, and I am fictionalizing stories about these people to raise money to get the testing done so that we can work on more of these cases. As I mentioned, I volunteer, I'm I'm working another case uh, right now, I look today; the number is fourteen thousand. Gosh, I want to say I don't remember what it was. Over fourteen thousand four hundred and thirty-one. Way too many. Way too many. So, uh, but we're we're doing it little by little. So, whatever you can, if you want to purchase a book, uh, they're under my name on Amazon. The first book is called Concrete Clues, a genetic genealogy cozy mystery. Um, You'll find me on Amazon. And again, in the Facebook group, come and join us. Uh, we also have a great opportunity. If you want to become a, join us and become a forensic genetic genealogist, reach out to me. I'll share the link to the school. Uh, it's just so amazing. I hate to say that it's fun, but it sure as heck is. And it makes it even better when you get to do good and help people like this. So come and join us. Once again, thank you. And unfortunately, fortunately, I'll be talking to you again real soon. Have a great day.